for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I am super excited to be able to just come with y'all again, to be able to talk about this servant leadership piece. We have been blessed if y'all been joining in with us, or even if you're tapping in for the first time this evening, the Lord has allowed us to see three years on the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. It started just as a simple plan of coaches in the midst of the pandemic and just trying to sharpen one another's iron and to learn and cultivate what it truly means to serve like Christ. And so we have been working on the theme, the fourth quarter, put your fours up, just truly what it means to serve like Christ, especially in this, that's right, coach, especially in these moments. And we continue to do that with such amazing servant leaders. And tonight is going to be no different. I've been blessed to be able to have these amazing, compassionate servant leaders to just be able to connect with. And we've been kind of conversing here and there, messaging, and the Lord knew. He knew when it was time to get them on. Tonight, guys, we have servant leader Kyle Adams with us. Uh, so many things to this servant leader. He's a former coach. He's a current deputy AD, uh, educator, author. But more than anything, guys, all the things that I can name of who he is, I told him this on the phone. I've watched him for a while. And just like you know, McDonald's because you see the arches, just like you know Nike because you see the check. I know a servant leader because it's a person that's not, he's not watching me watching. He's just serving. And that's how we connect this. So I'm going to stop talking because at the end of the day, I want y'all to hear from this amazing servant leader. So I, I want to thank you for your time. I tell every servant leader this, thank you for your time because it's the one thing that once it's given, I can't return to you. And I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners. We're going to get this conversation started. Well, Coach Chelsea, uh, first, thank you so much. It's an, it's an honor uh, to, to be with you, um, but also to be with uh, all your listeners and, and your watchers and the people who view um, this important work that you do. You know, watching kind of when you got started and, and just the different people that you had on and had them, providing them an opportunity to share their faith. Um, and just to talk about how faith kind of guides their journey. Um, you know, and I, I have a lot of conversations with people, but I, I have to say none has has really had me as excited as this one. Um, so I'm really excited to, to chop it up with you. I've watched all the work that you've been doing and watching how you lead and how you serve. And, and I just want to commend you on Thank the you. work that you're doing, you Thank know, because this is important. You know, we don't have very, very many mediums where coaches can really openly talk about their faith and spirituality. So I salute you, coach. Thank I you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that more than anything. And coach, you know, you've been tapping in for a while along this journey. And like you said, you threw those fours up with me just truly, mm -hmm. you know, when I asked God, I said, you know, this is not about me. I tell people all the time, even though you see that little 
caricature with some three stripes on behind me. This is not about me. It's legitimately being his vessel. And, and I said, you know, in continuing this, what is the word, right? What is the 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 motive? What is the 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 passion that you want us to kind of focus on as we move forward? And you and I both know you you've been a coach. You are still in the athletic world. You've served in many capacities. And even as a sports fan, you know when that fourth quarter jumps off in any sport, right? It's just a different intensity. I think even as a fan, it's a different level that you have of anticipation. You kind of sit up in your seat a little bit because you know it's game time, right? And so, of course, in these times and we're watching the news and we're watching and reading the paper and we're seeing, we've seen the climate change. Uh, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it just for a servant leader and as an individual who was a believer, it was evident when the Lord dropped that in my spirit, what he meant. And sports, I've always said, has been a, u- a huge unifier. Um, just in your passion mm-hmm. and whatever God has led for you to speak today, before you open up with any of that, I just kind of want to hear from you a little bit as a person in leadership, just kind of, we speak about a fourth quarter and speaking about your the foundation of your faith and hearing your faith story. It's kind of, how how big is that? Like, what does that mean to you as a servant leader, knowing that the fourth quarter is where we are? And how does that change your passion for serving? Wow. Uh, well, that's a great question. I think it, it, it makes you want to be that much more intentional in every interaction, right? When we talk about uh, really modeling um, what it is, you know, not just for the young people we work with, but our colleagues, our our, our friends, um, just really being intentional about every every interaction it is that we have um, that we leave people better than we found them. You know, we never know. I, I remember uh, uh, C.Y. Charlton, Charlton Young used to be a Florida wow. State so at Missouri now. Yes. C.Y. CY always talks about um, treat people like they're going to die at midnight. Treat people like they're going to die at midnight. Like, Like this is it. And you want to treat people really well because you never know if you'll have another opportunity to engage with them. And you want their last engagements to be positive, to be kind, to be loving. Um, so when you when you talk about the fourth quarter and um, you know just being certain and sure, you know what I mean. We talk about not turning the ball over, making sure you're <laughs> catching the ball. Come on, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, making sure we're meeting the basketball, you know, just being certain um, and intentional about every interaction. I think it's perfect. And and I let me tell you, when I said, wow, and that's how you know how God is just kind of in this, right? I was, uh, bowling has started down here in our high school and Myself, along with one of um, my colleagues, we coach bowling. And I was at the bowling alley and my phone rung. And I looked down, oh, see why. I'm like, let me take this. Let me see how my guy's doing. He's a servant leader. 
And I picked up mm -hmm. and I said, hello. And he said, Chelsea, hey, how you doing? And we talked a little bit and it was just a blessing because he was reflecting on being, he was actually one of the first week's speakers okay. that was just a plan, right? It was, mm -hmm. we were doing a plan at that time. And he closed us out. He closed us out in that week with Servant Leader Willie Simmons, Jessica Kern, Kendra Aaron, Carlos Lachlan. Um, I don't miss anybody. Uh, we had uh, Zach. Uh, what's my guy? He was at TCC and then moved to some places. But all to say, when Coach CY finished and ended, that was supposed to be it if you aren't a person who allows the Lord to lead and. I remember Willie Simmons and all I'm saying, um, I don't know what you think, but we're not done with this. And so just kind of reflecting on that. And one of the things that even he said in our conversation that always stands out is just that, you know, Chelsea, continue to lead and serve. How you doing? And just know that I'm praying for you. And it's mm. just amazing, coach. That's why when I look at people like you and all the servant leaders, in spite of what you all are doing, you know, the the mark of a servant leader, the characteristics of a servant leader. He's just taking over a program and, and you and I both know he's getting a program ready, recruiting, doing all these things. And you had time to reach out and call yeah, yeah, yeah. to say that. Yeah. And that, man, that's why I said, wow, when you said that just three mm -hmm. hours ago. And then here you are wow. mentioning wow. those nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> that's God. Uh, yes, no doubt. You know, you and I talked um, a little bit before coming on and you even mentioned a little bit today before we logged on and many servant leaders say this and I'm thankful because I always say who helps the helper, right? Many people call upon you, I'm sure, to have some type of leadership training and come and speak and do this and all of those things. But it's a rarity when a person can actually get and just speak, of, you know, come on and speak about their faith. And you mentioned this, you said my faith it's very important to me. My faith journey is special to me. I, I just want you to take a little time and let us hear, you know, a little bit of that um, and just kind of that why it's so special to you. You know, talk a little bit about that foundation of your faith and especially uh, how you spoke about the fourth quarter and what that means to you. How, do, how did you get there to this faith? Well, I, a couple of things. I Chelsea, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. You know, we went to the church, we went to church with my grandmother on Easter. We had, you know, we, mom would give me a nice suit. And we'd, go, we'd go to church with Nana. Um, but I, I always had a belief. Um, and then as I, I got older and, um, and I really saw just different things that happened in my life um, that I was protected from. Um, you know, as a child, I got into a lot of trouble. Um, and my mother made a decision to send me to live with my father, which really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and I was really thankful that I had an opportunity to go do that because that in turn, uh, I had success and, and had a good experience. Um, my mother then sent my brother to live with my father and it, it helped change his life also. But, um, I think as I was finishing undergrad at Cheney, um, I really started to, to, to take my faith a lot more serious um, and just recognizing, uh, just recognizing that God had his hand on my life. Um, 
and really starting to get into the Bible, right? Really getting to, into his word. Um, I remember the first scripture that I ever learned, um, you know, how, so I, 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 I shift from there to say, it's interesting that we talk about Fred Batchelor because Fred Batchelor has been a huge um, impact uh, on my spiritual journey as a coach also. You raised the point about, uh, you raised the point about who helps the helper. Right? Mm -hmm. And coaching is a, is a profession that where you give a great deal of yourself um, and you're giving and you're pouring, but how do we replenish ourselves? And again, we have to be very intentional about um, what we're what we're taking in, what we're how we're fueling up. And Fred has always been someone. Fred was the, the first person to introduce me to the coaches Bible um, by you know the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And um, you know I talk about talk with you earlier about how. Um, I utilize it every day. The devotionals that are in it, I I use them to to really help shape and steer how I interact um, with everyone throughout my day. Um, and being mindful that uh, we're all going through different things in our lives. But when we engage young people, when we engage our colleagues, um, do we want to give them us or do we want to be open to giving them what God wants us to give? And I think, you know, the way for me to ensure that I'm doing that is to make sure I'm, I'm rooted um, in my Bible and in, in, in these devotionals every day. So um, that's really shaped a lot of my spiritual journey as I, as I move forward. And I, um, I'm thankful, Chelsea. I have a 10-year-old a son named Mason. Um, and every day before I put him on the bus, I hold him close and I pray over him. Um, and I'm very thankful that I, you know, that I'm able to do that. Um, you know, with all the things that we see going on in the world, um, you know, it's important that we cover our children. And so that, you know, those are, you know, those are just some of my spiritual practices. And, and, and I consider myself a praying man. Um, uh, there's a book that I would recommend to your uh, your audience. It's called Two Chairs mm -hmm. by a man named Bob Bodine. And the premise of the book is about um, he would sit down in a chair and he'd have another chair in front of him and he would talk to his father. And I've heard you talk talk on other episodes about the conversation that we have with our father and getting more comfortable and just talking with him. Mm -hmm. He knows us. He knows our challenges. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. He just wants us to come to him with. Um, so two chairs is is a, it's a it's a it's a great read to really apply a practical. Um, a, a, a practical thing like just talking with your father um, about everything 
and mm-hmm. watching how he moves um, in your life. The other thing I would say, um, Chelsea, is is I write things down. And I write down my thoughts. I write down my prayers. I, I got my journal here right now as, as we're sitting talking. Um, but really um, putting things out in the universe, He, if we put those things out, if we share them, if we speak them, um, if we write them, they come to fruition. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just believe that that comes through prayer um, and it comes through faith. And I want to model that. I want to model those practices, um, you know, for, for the people that I come in contact with, for my son, um, to let them know that, um, oh, you, 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 you said something the other day. Um, you said obstacles don't make appointments. That was powerful because um, how do we deal with those obstacles when they come? Mm-hmm. And these are the tools that we have, and it just—it's we just have to be willing to use them. So That's I know right. I went on a bit of a tangent, but um, uh, that's 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 you know that's kind of my spiritual makeup and how I you know seek to engage with um, with our father. I think it's amazing, and I and I tell anybody there's no tangent. See, that's that's how the Holy Spirit works, right? And that's how he moves. And that's why I tell anybody, look, if you want to entertain a conversation with me, and that's why I love this platform, you want to entertain a conversation with me. And when I start thinking, my pastor always said, when I think back, I can't help but thank him because that's Mm. what'll happen, right? I could talk to you about an individual person and I could probably give you a finite answer as to what they may have done or not done and why I appreciate them for a certain thing. But the goodness of the Lord says this. It's like, I'm going to continuously be able to speak about what he's done and there's not going to be a period to it because we drink from a well that never runs dry. He provides, he saves, right? And when you encounter him, you don't want to talk to me about him if you got somewhere to go, okay? So don't ever worry about feeling like you went on a tangent, okay? <laughs> you know, you know you've been tapping in, like I said, for quite some time. And mm-hmm. this is just a journey of servant leaders from all walks. And like I was talking to Coach CY earlier and it was, you know, he was saying, it's so crazy, you know, just kind of listening to certain episodes. And he said, you know, I recount like, yeah, they were on there. And, and I laughed and I told him, I said, it's amazing. Because I, I I still, it's like you all have these involuntary sound bites that just stay in my head after we speak, right? And it's not like they dwell there. They get activated when I see you all move and thrive and succeed, right? For instance, when Coach Yo, shout out to her, beat Stanford to um, advance to the Sweet 16, immediately mm-hmm. and I posted it as well immediately it's like that sound bite that was in the back of my mind came to the front and you know her voice I love her so much mm-hmm. um and she did and she said you know pretty much the one who is pretty much equipped is at the mercy of the one who is anointed and as she was walking mm-hmm. by saying good game to every Stanford player and coach. And she turned the corner and the camera got that face just of the 
excitement and the passion and the fatigue and all of those emotions that bite hit, right? And I was telling him, I said, it makes me so happy though, because this servant leader piece is big because it's who the individual is all the time. Rather I'm on ESPN, rather I've won an award, rather I lost. Mm. Shout out Coach Joni Taylor. This was two years ago. Um, and she was scheduled to come on the day after um, she played in the SEC championship against South Carolina when she was still at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I'm a coach. I've been an athlete. And I remember messaging um, her assistant and saying, if she wants to reschedule, please tell her I totally understand. She responded back. Mind you, I have been communicating with her assistant. She responded back and said, no, I'll be on. And when she came on, she made it a point to say, but see, this is the thing. We have to make sure that in our wins and our losses, as God continues to bless us, we have to continue to do the work, faith and works, faith and works. Those things stick. And so this, I say all that say, there's no tangent Mm. when you speak about what God has Mm -hmm. placed in your heart, because it's a soundbite that somebody's going to need, hear, use. They're going to hear even the small things like I hear, you know, as a new mom, praying over your son, intentionality, right? As he walks into a world that we're paying attention to that is so different, right? Than when you grew up, so different every single day. And so the prayer piece is where I want to go with this, right? And I say this all the time on this platform, and it is for some a huge um task for some it's nervousness that comes into play for some it's a you know embarrassment for some it's just i don't even know where to begin right um when it comes to your prayer life can you just talk right there and say right there for a minute about how that builds you as a man as a professional as a father as a servant leader all walks of life How does that build you and help sustain you um, as you move in every capacity? Wow. Um, I mean, I would say, Chelsea is, you know, I think, I think that there's, there's real power in the sound of our voices and in, in what we speak. Um, and just recognizing, and you know, taking for granted in your, in your coaching, just the words that you use, how you lift people, and recognizing that in the words you use, you can lift or you can, you know, or you can deflate. And being very intentional about the things that you're asking for, um, and how how you ask for them who you ask for those things for. I think one of the things in, in our prayer life that we don't do enough, many of us, is we don't pray for ourselves enough. Mm. We pray for, um, you know, we pray, you know, I, I pray over Mason and I ask for a lot of things from Mason. I ask, Lord, please keep him safe from harm or danger. Um, let nothing harm him. Um, keep him safe from from anything that would look to do him harm, seen or unseen. I pray for a lot of things over him, 
his classmates, his teachers, his environment, um, his spirit, how he interacts with people, um, but also being intentional about having that same uh, enthusiasm and intention about praying for the things that I know um, that that I want to improve and that I'm challenged in. Um, that 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 areas that I want to grow in in my own life. Um, so I, I would say, you know, as a man, being able to do that, um, it really humbles me. Um, but it, it, I, 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 I'll tell you something, Chelsea. I know that I'm very uncommon in the way that I move, the way that I interact, the way that I love on people, um, the, the way that I minister to people. Um, and so I, that I pray um, over those I love, over my son, over um, this thing that we get to do and work with these young people. Um, and then in the role that I'm in now, um, I work with an amazing athletic director um, named Alicia Shields Gatson, um, who really allows me to work in my strengths and my gifts, um, who really um, really trust me um, with with our student athletes and with our staff, um, and I and I know that these these things that I've been provided with um, they're divine. Like you know, we we think that we're really good or we're we're great at this, and I, I I'm a mess just like everybody else. Um, but I know it and I'm working to get better at it every day. And I think that the, the biggest thing with that is um, I strive to extend grace to everyone that I encounter. Because when we meet people, everybody dealing with stuff, you know. But I think when we extend that grace to other people, um, that grace is in turn. Um, steeped upon us for when we have our challenges, you know, because as good as our intentions are, um, we make mistakes, we hurt people, um, we fail. And when we, when we learn to extend that grace to ourselves, because we can be really hard on ourselves and we learn yes, we um, can. <laughs> to, to extend our grace to ourselves, I think that's one of the most powerful things we can model for our children um, and, and for the, the people that we serve and work with. Um, because it, then they see, they don't, because this is a world that tells these kids they gotta be perfect, right? And for them to see you make mistakes and share those mistakes with them and let them know it doesn't change your outlook, it doesn't change how you feel about them. Um, and then when they make mistakes, you still love them through them. So um, I know that's a lot, but I think my, you know, my, just my ability to sit and talk to God, and that's, you know, that's something that you grow more confident in over time. But when you recognize it's your father, you just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that when my phone still rings, Chelsea, it still says mom and it still says dad. 
and wow. when, when they're phone, I talk to them. I talk mm-hmm. to them like I like I talk to him. So, um, you know, I would I would that's what I would say my you know my prayer journey um, is has been really I've enjoyed it. I think that's amazing. Um, and again, it's not a lot. I think that it truly it's not something that like anything else I tell my kids I said do you wake up and say okay how do I breathe okay how do we do this Mm. and they're like no I said right I said but you do realize I remember Hendrix my daughter was first born and I love that name I wanted to tell you that I wanted to tell you oh thank you thank you so much and when she was first born and all infants right all all newborns and infants and she breathed really loud <laughs> it was very labored and you know you're worried I'm like is she okay mm-hmm. is she? And that's like yes you know they have to get this thing right and you know learning and doing research and all this you know sometimes like she be sleep and then I'm like she's in my arms and I'm like wait I don't hear you and then after a few seconds then she starts breathing again because they're learning right they're learning how yes. to do that yes. outside yes. outside of utero and so I tell my young ladies all the time, I said, it takes repetition in anything yes. that we do. I said, so you don't wake up and say, how do I breathe? Okay, inhale, exhale, inhale. You don't do that. It becomes second nature. You don't stand up and then say, okay, right foot, left foot. <laughs> Shout out to Jessica yes, Kirkup, yes, uh, right yes, foot, left yes. foot. But you don't say right foot, left foot, right foot. You just walk. And just like that with prayer, with meditation, with your journey with Christ, with leading and serving like Christ and being a servant leader, it is something that requires repetition. I tell people that all the time. It is a, yeah, I love how you said my journey to in my prayer life because that's what it is. It, it evolves and is more yes. than anything, the biggest piece you mentioned is it's praying to my father, right? And so I know one thing, I know if Mason needs something from you, <laughs> I know if Mason wants something from you, he doesn't say, want to ask dad I don't I don't I don't know how to ask him right (laughs) and so that comes with what you know knowing and growing and going through this journey of him being your son and you showing up for him and sometimes the answer is no but it's no because you know what's best for him and that's how our father is you know I coach young ladies all the time and you said this best Y'all, this was our clip beforehand. I said, I'm going to start recording our before live conversations (laughs) and kind of saving them and doing something with them because you all dropped some nuggets in it. And it is. And you said, you know, in this coaching life, a lot of times you said we're coaching them and we're making them better. And we're, you know, giving them all of these things. But in coaching, we receive a lot from them, too. And so, you know, in coaching, you know how it is. Sometimes you have to take them home and, you know, they're riding with you and when I matured in coaching and mentoring, what I started to realize is that coaches sometimes, and I get it, we're tired. I get it. You get to that house and the parking lot or the driveway is filled. And you're like, well, why y'all just couldn't come get them? But my maturity and recognizing my calling in this started to take those moments as moments of being able to impart wisdom in them, have conversations with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's always a difference between the ninth grader riding with me and the junior and senior riding with me, right? Now, see, they know I, I just, it's how I was raised. It's how I think I was blessed with people who, um, you know, had me and took me home. You're not going to be hungry when you're with me. It's just not happening, yeah. right? I'm not saying that you about to go get a steak dinner. 
but you're not going to be hungry with me, right? And so they know we're going to pull up and we're going to stop somewhere before I take you home. And it's always funny because the ninth grader, I'm like, all right, what do y'all want? Come on, hurry up. I got to get home, you know? And the ninth grader is like kind of looking and nervous and trying to see what everybody else is ordering to dictate mm-hmm. and determine what they can ask for, okay? Yeah. I think you are, you're smiling. I think you already know where I'm going. And so mm-hmm. the ninth, I'm like, hey, what do you, what do you want? Um, I'll just, I don't know, I'll just take it like a chicken sandwich. And I'm looking like, yeah, what do you want? It's cool. Like, just get, no, that's fine. And then the junior seems like, you sure? You finished? Okay, I'll take the number four. And then can I have, can you make it large? And then can I have Super the cookies solid. and an extra an extra pie? And then can I do this? And can I, all right, and a milkshake. Oh, milkshake. And then two things are happening at once, right? The ninth grader is looking like, I just ordered a chicken sandwich and that's it. How do I recover from this, you know? And then the other portion is the other ones are, it's not they're trying to abuse power. They just recognize that over the years, they've asked and I've come through. Over the years, they've needed and I've provided. And so their ability to ask of something for me, not trying to overdo it because they can eat, but recognizing the trust and when they ask me, it came over time. So those things I love because the same way works when we ask to be filled by Christ. It may turn into Lord help. I don't really know what to say. Just Lord help me. Amen. So then the next thing I come back and I recognize I asked them for this I asked him to give me peace. I asked him to show me protection. And then it, he came through. And so the next time I'm asked, and now before I know it, all through the day, I'm talking to him, which is what he wants, because now I'm used to asking. I'm used to praising. I'm used to thanking. I'm used to spending time. See, they were so used to spending time. It wasn't about me giving. They around me all the time. So why are they embarrassed to ask me for something they need? And that's how God works when we continue, yeah. like you said, that prayer journey. That's why I love that you put it that way. That's that prayer I, journey. I, I'll say this. You made me think about this, Chelsea. Um, and I talked to you about the book 12. Um, um, and one of the things when I used to coach adults, because I coached the Delaware State in 2017, but on my ride to work, Chelsea, I usually I listen to things. I listen to podcasts or audio books. But what I started to do on my ride, Chelsea, is I would talk to God, not asking questions, not asking him to show this to me. Um, and, but I and I would record them on my phone, these conversations, and I would come back to them months later, and I would. And then you start to see how he may have revealed things to you mm-hmm. uh, or things that you wanted um, and you asked him about them and he did, they didn't happen. And then you, 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 later on, you found out why they didn't happen. Um, but just that nurturing that relationship um, and, and really being open and talking and crying out for the things that that you don't understand and asking for clarity. Um, just, you know, I just, I, I think, I think it's powerful, you know, it's because it continues to show me um, that God is real in our lives. 
I totally agree. I totally agree. And as something you mentioned, <clears throat> when you spoke of um, your athletic director at Delaware State, you said something that was actually led me into kind of where I wanted to transition. You mentioned, you said she's a blessing because she allows me to work in my strengths and my gifts. She allows me to work in my strengths and my gifts. And, you know, leadership takes on multiple different terms, but that screams servant leadership, right? You're going to hear Hendrix. There's always a moment where she tries to come be my co-host. So um, <laughs> shout out to her. Um, but it's amazing to me because when I think about individuals, especially in athletic um, professions, I often wonder how we use discernment mm. in not only accepting these jobs and roles, but also remaining in these jobs and roles. So can you can you speak a little bit about that? Because that was huge. Ooh. We've all been in those positions where we don't have the latitude to work in our strengths and our gifts. Um, sometimes our strengths and our and our gifts gets us muzzled depending on who our leader is. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about that discernment piece and how you kind of move and how God guides you into those positions? Chelsea, you cut with your sharp knife. Your knife. <laughs> hey, they say iron sharp is iron. So clearly you got some sharpness over there too. Um, you know, and discernment, right? Like, I think of discernment, you know, we talk about discernment. I, I think of discernment in a way like walking down the street and knowing you need to cross the street. Like just knowing in, mm -hmm. in your spirit, you need to cross the street. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you some, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, I, uh, you know, I used to coach at Delaware State and left Delaware State, spent a year um, at Arkansas Pine Bluff with Dawn, um, Dawn Brown Thornton now. Um, Servant leader, shout out to her. Shout out to, to Coach Brown Thornton. Uh, and then COVID, um, and then I, you know, I started, uh, I started doing some stuff, my is Bigger Than the Ball podcast and, and just some different things, but I was, um, I reached out to Alicia Shields Gadsden about another opportunity. I want her to make a call for me. You know, I talked to her about it. I said, Mrs. Gadsden, I'd love for you to make this call for me. I'm interested in this, this opportunity. She said, sure, Kyle, I'll be honest. She said, but let me ask you a question. How come you didn't apply for this job here? And I was like, <laughs> wow and this is you know it's a deputy position and uh you know I, I said Ms. Gasson I knew the position was open I you know I didn't I wasn't quite sure what you were looking for she said Kyle I've you know I've, I've always thought administration would be good for you I just didn't know if you had gotten coaching out of your system yet and the position that I called her about was an administrative position um she said listen this is if you want this this is yours take the weekend 
pray about it. Mm, come on. If, if it's what you want, call me Monday. If not, I'll make that call for you. And I really, I really like shut it down. I, I fasted. Um, and I and I prayed about it. I sought counsel for some from some really close people to me. Um, and I kind of weighed it all out. And I didn't wait till Monday. I called her Sunday night. And I said, Mrs. Gadsden, I'd be honored to come and serve as your deputy. Um, but I, you know, you talk about discernment. Um, a lot of times in coaching, Chelsea, and you'll, you'll understand this, a lot of people, everybody wants to be a head coach, right? And when you think about in coaching, people want to become head coaches, right? But they're so caught up and enamored with becoming a head coach. They may take a really bad job with unethical leadership or it's not a good situation instead of really taking their time and really asking for what it is they want. When we talk about coaches, there being a difference between being a head coach and having an opportunity to be a successful head coach, right? And I think that's when you start talking about discernment, how we really um, how we really open ourselves up and allow God to lead us in our interactions and in our movements and in our intention. Um, so I, I, I wanted to share that story with you because um, I really felt like me returning to Delaware State was divine. You know, it was divine. I was, I was called to come back there. So that's that's really how um, I really move um, in my role there. So I think that's huge, right? I want to make sure there was no reverb. There we go. I think that's huge because you said something. You said the key piece. I was called, right? And one of the things I always say, and shout out to. Uh, Coach KB, she's at Montree, uh, host of the women's game. She always laughs. It, yes. She knows I mean yes. it. Yes, she's amazing. I love her. Servant leader. Um, that is yep. family for real. Um, yep. And I always say, and if she were on here, she would say a verbatim with me. If God didn't send it, I don't want it. And I've yes. lived my life so much yes. in a way and in a place where, uh, you know, it's almost like that shoe. I was having this conversation with a mentor of mine month back. And I love shoes. Anybody that knows me knows that I love shoes. And then it gets bad because I'm I'm literally on both sides. I can do the heel and I can do the loafer and I can do the sneaker. It doesn't matter. I love them, right? <laughs> and so sometimes, and you know this, sometimes, okay, they may not have an eight and a half. It may have an eight, right? And so then you sit there and you say, now this shoe is, I mean, come on now. You know, the man in the register is like, look, 
I'm surprised they even still here. You, you mean tell me you ain't you ain't get the got em, the got them post from Nike for these ones? I mean, I got the eight. So what you think? Bring them out. Let me try them on. Now you know in your mind, you already know these shoes are not gonna fit. Okay. He brings them out, you put them on. They tight. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the tight because they knew they're tight. And you walk around you're like your toe like this, right? And you sit there and you say, you know what? I, I, I mean, but they bad though. You know what? Let me get them, right? And so you put those shoes on, right? Because you wanted them so bad. And when you first put on, I was like, that's not so bad. I'm going to wear a thin sock. Maybe I won't tie them all the way up. I'll loosen the strings, just knot them. And then before long, over time, what happens? Feet start hurting. You feel the blister forming by the second. And that very thing that looked good in the beginning, right, are leaving lasting impressions and lasting marks and lasting scars, not only in this case on your feet, but on your career and on your spirit, right? And in every moment, all because you decided in your own way, because it looked good, because it appeared to be- make it work that I can make, make this eight work. I can make this job work. I can make this position work, right? And just like everything else, you kick them shoes off and you look and it just, it's not, it's not all it cooked up to be. And you and here's the other portion. You paid the cost and the price on a lot of things just to get something that you don't even need to be in. And that's what I did so often when I didn't seek out Christ a lot. You know, you accept jobs and then your plate gets full and then you get tired. We talked about being busy before we got on. And yes, that just comes with territory. But a lot of times our plate is full, extra full, because we're adding things on that we didn't consult God about. So I've truly gotten to the place. Mm. I don't care if the shoe is a uh, uh, what. I wanted those Tiffany forces. I did, right? But let me tell you something. If it wasn't eight and a half, and definitely within my price range. But if it wasn't an eight and a half, I'm not getting it. And that, and, and in the same way, in this life I live now, in this, this place in my life going forward, if God didn't send it, I don't want it. I don't care what it gives me as a title. Is that my assignment? Is that what I was called mm. to do? Chelsea, you, you ministering, okay? I got a lot of sneaks upstairs. They look real good. It might have been a size a half too small. <laughs> I was gonna make it work. You ministering today. Dog. We don't all been there, coach. It ain't just you. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you. But listen, some of you people that wear a nine and that eight and a half you picked up because you know you felt you could make it work and it didn't. How about you, girl? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh no, no. Here, here, here's this is what you say. No, these run different. They run different. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. But here, uh -huh. and so amazing, you said that you're talking about me, right? So when we talk about mm. things running different, and I think, and even going down to the armor, David and Goliath, right? That yeah. wasn't his armor. It was too big. Right. Right. And so when we talk about things running too big and too small, that's what ends up happening when we don't walk in our calling. Dennis, we took off more than we could chew. I saw this meme and it was so funny. I'm hoping that it was a joke, right? But this lady, she was doing ASL. She's doing sign language. And 
I'm not proficient, but I know enough to know that she didn't know everything she was signing. She was not aligned with what the man was saying. And the meme said something funny like, when you apply for a job on Indeed that you know you're not qualified for. And so Mm. often we're doing that when we move in what we want and not our calling. It's just not the right fit. And so then now, athlete, coach, uh, athletic director, right, deputy AD, whatever your place is, you fill in where you are. What what ends up happening? I'm unhappy, right? I'm frustrated. I'm taking it out on the people I work with. It's my boss, right? It's my coworkers. They stress me out. Or could it be that maybe you're somewhere where you're just, it's not a fit. And that that doesn't come into anything other than if I seek God first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All right. My guy, as Mm. we start to kind of Mm. round this Mm. thing up, there's a few things that I definitely want to hit on before we do get out. Okay. Uh, You know, two things specifically. The first one, um, just kind of in this fourth quarter, in this three-year anniversary series, you know, it's amazing how God aligns what he wants, right? Because again, if he ain't sending, it, I don't want it. And in this fourth quarter, one of the things that I am seeing that is truly uh, making my heart smile is much like you said, you know, Turnovers are more magnified in the fourth quarter. Um, Mistakes are more magnified in the fourth quarter. Um, But in the same way, there's intensity in the fourth quarter. The pressure comes on in the fourth quarter, right? What we're made of, right? That's why I want to go with this. What that athlete is made of, right, comes in the fourth quarter. Uh, Willie Spears was on the other day, and he talked about uh, that MJ when the books and he's talking about the clutch gene, right? And it's not, of course, a real gene, but it was used to describe clutch athletes like MJ and Tom Brady, right? All these individuals mm-hmm. who just come through in a clutch. And when you think about it, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, in the fourth quarter, I want to be in the game. I don't want to sit, I'll cheer. I will, I'll cheer you on, but I want to be in the action. I want to be in the game. And so thinking about that as servant leaders, as believers, as followers of Christ in this fourth quarter, recognizing and understanding that sometimes we brush shoulders with people that may not even know his name, right? And in the mundane or the consistencies of our schedule every day, we fail to realize, you know, do I even know if this brother or sister I rub with every day even knows who he is? Can we talk about the importance of servant leadership in action when it comes to being, as Willie Spears said the other day, recruitment coordinators? Now, you've been a coach, so you've recruited, right? And so when he mentioned recruiting coordinators for the kingdom, ensuring that the people we love most, right, are ready, know who he is, right, for his return. Can you just speak about the importance of that to the believer in this fourth quarter to ensure that the people that we love, because those are the ones that are missed, right? I'm, I'm not really worried about the stranger or the people, I, people that I see out and about and go to church with. 
it's the people that I see every day. Those are the ones that we miss because we assume. So you talk a little bit about that importance in the fourth quarter of truly being recruiting coordinators for Christ. You know, that, and when you started, I knew where you were going. <laughs> I, I, and you, you killed me when you said, when you called it the recruiting coordinator. Um, but just recognizing, um, you know, you're talking about the great, the great commission. Uh-huh. Um, what we're called to, to go out and do and, and how we share our faith with others. Um, you know, coach, I, I, I really strive to, you know, for me and it, you know, we talk about it in coaching, we talk about it in leadership, um, in what we model and how we walk in our, in our daily journey, um, and how we respond to, um, success and how we respond to failure, um, and what it is and how we let people see that, um, because I think that I think the world can be really cruel and cold. And you know, when people engage with us, what is it that they see? How how do we lead people? Um, when when you engage with people, do you again do you elevate them or do you deflate? You know, are people excited about? you and, and, and that excitement that they see is that because of how you allow God to resonate through you um, in all your in all your interactions and in all your ways and 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 and, I, and again I think it's just so important um, you know and we use coaching and sport as an analogy winning and losing um, but everybody wants to be attached to people when they're winning and they're successful. Come on. Um, but it's the true um, meat um, and value is is how we deal with our failures and and our challenges and being transparent and sharing those things with them because. There are a lot of people out in the world and things that will shame you for your failures and, and you're not good enough, you're not this, you're not that. Um, but how do we lift others? Um, how do we hold our heads? How do we continue um, to correct ourselves and allow him to correct us in those in those challenges, you know, and in those failures? failures. And I think for me, uh, and just through reading and, and, and constantly trying to learn and develop, you know, it's cliche, but I don't, I never feel like I lose. I feel like I, I either win or I learn. That's it. Right. And, and being open to that, um, and recognizing that, that my failures don't define me. Um, and 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 extending that same grace to others when they have those frailties, even when when they come against you or you're at the brunt of that failure, right? How do you how do you love people through those hard points? 
It's easy to love people when things are going well, but how do you love them through the rough stuff? And I think when you when you do that, people start to see that there's something very different about me. Um, and they want to know how and why you live and look at mm -hmm. the world in the way that you do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, because people share their faith different ways, that's that's kind of my strategy, my recruiting strategy um, as to how, um, you know, I, I, I bring people um, closer to, um, bring cl people closer to God and, and their spirituality. I think that's huge. And even in that, that last, last, oh my God, bar that you hit just there. How do you love people through the hard things, through the tough stuff, through the mess, <laughs> right? Because here's the thing, I tell people all the time, that's fine. You can be with me, right? Any point that you would like to in the journey. But the people that I am trusted in, leaning on and appreciating are the ones that not only ride the train, but build the tracks. See, it's different when you're laying those tracks with me and we bled together, we sweat together, uh, you know, we shed tears together, we wanted to quit together, we gave up together, right? I walked away from the track and said, do this on your own, we maybe fought a little bit, right? Because when we laid the foundation together, the celebration, you see me at my highs of highs and my lows of lows, right? But when you can love me conditionally through my mm. mess, mm unconditionally sorry through my mess mm -hmm. when you can you know recognize that i what is that thing oh i don't know her name and if you out there you hear this just know i was gonna quote you but i don't remember what your name was but your message was powerful homegirl said and i quote and i hope y'all listen to this listen pull your ear in she said everybody's not called to be your friend she said that's the thing you get mad Oh, I can't believe that. And she said, and insert every relationship. Everybody was not called to be your friend. So you're mad because they're not there. You're mad because they think that you needed a minute because you're going through something and they're mad at you because you didn't call and text back within a proper time. Everybody was not called to be your friend. So therefore, when you are going through those messy moments, the one that's called to be your friend is the one that says, uh-uh, come here. No, we're going to pray about this thing. When you're going through mm. those moments and you want to give up, it's not the person that's going to commiserate with you and say, girl, yeah, I know. They a trip. and that a No, they're going to be one to say, uh, uh shut that down because you know greater is he that is in you. Come on. And so that person is the one that's called. And so when you can do that, right? Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. That's when people got sees the God in you most. That's when the light shines the brightest, Right? You said it best. Everybody wants to be there when you win. But where I see God the most in people is when I can't pray the prayers for myself, when my mouth can't even move, when my internal thoughts can't even form a sentence to him. And somebody calls out of the blue and says, hey, you were heavy on my mind and I wanted to call and check on you, Coach CY. When people mm -hmm. recognize that you literally, they they watch you and they say, hey, I don't know what it is, but something just not right today. What can I do? What's up, Mason? <laughs> 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 he 
He's so handsome. What's up, man? Little servant leader in the making. I love it. Let's go, Chelsea. We almost done. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, daddy lead and we're going to give him back to you. <laughs> He's so handsome, coach. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's that person that legitimately can see, right? And that's where that anointing to be your friend or that anointing to be that servant leader comes in. There's some people I don't need to know. It's just, it's on you. And if you can love mm -hmm. me through my mess, like you said, that that's mm. the part of servant leadership because that's where God shines through. That's where the Christ in you shows up. It's easy to love somebody when they're winning. It's easy to love somebody when they're good and we can laugh and joke and play. But when that person is broken in a thousand pieces and you can't fix it with money, you can't fix it with words, that's where the Christ in you shows up. When you need to remind them not to drift from him, but listen, this is a time we need to draw near. Right, right. That's golden, coach. Mm-hmm. That's good, coach. Man, I gotta thank you. I really do have to thank you. Um, I know people say no, thank, but I do, coach, because thank, thank you. <laughs> you. You minister to me today. Likewise, I said this to see coach see why I say this to many people. I feel like the gift of my obedience is being able to sit in a never-ending professional development that not only exceeds athletics, exceeds wisdom, but to be able to watch faith in action through so many instrumental servant leaders. And that, you could say no, coach. You could say no. That's what I tell anybody. You had a choice. You could have said no, but you were willing. And that's a blessing all in itself. So I have to thank you. I do. And I and you're welcome. <laughs> but I thank you not only for coming on for today, but coach, just for your day-to-day, -day, right? I watch how you infuse uh, the flowers um, into the people that deserve it most. I watch how you are a change agent. You truly are in just what you say and what you do. And in your day-to-day, -day, it's not forced. It's not outside of your wheelhouse. It's the calling, right? You're calling to fulfill. And so I just want you to know that I see you. I noticed you a while ago. And so I'm thankful that you truly are a servant leader that is just adding to this frontline regime to move God's agenda forward. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Um, Coach Chelsea, I'm really humbled by that. I like you. I can't wait to, to listen to this because you, you really share and talk about some things that really resonate with me. You know, as I, as I look at my spiritual journey, discernment is a big part of my prayer life that I be open to discerning what's good for me, what's not good for me um, in my interactions. Um, and for, so for you to talk about that today um, and ask about that was really, um, was really humbling, but I, I just can't, uh, I think this platform is powerful. Um, you know, I think that we're in a day and age in, in a lot of different professions, um, but especially one as intimate and uh, 
as 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 this coaching thing is and and how people have to move in it how competitive it is um that people don't they very rarely get an opportunity to really share about um about their faith and their spirituality um, and what you're doing and allowing people to really open up and share that um is powerful like i'm I'm very humble right now um, to just have had this opportunity to talk with you today and and to have you pour into me because you you poured into me today. Um, but I, I you know I again I listened to your conversation with Bussy and just the way that you ministered and poured into him and 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 loved up on him. You know, you Chelsea, you have a you have a gift. You have a gift and you have this platform is very special, um, and I want to I want to continue to do whatever I can to support it um, and share it with other people. So um, I know it, I, I think I think I'm a part of the servant leader family now that I that I crossed the burning sands. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna tagline you in. Yes, that typically comes after okay. the prayer, but yes, we're gonna tagline you in. Uh, for sure in there, but just know that I- Thank you, but really, thank you, Chelsea, thank you. I appreciate you, man, for sure. I'm humbled every day by people like you, so thank you so much for that. Coach, you mind giving us a prayer before we get out? Oh, man, I'll be honored. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come to you in prayer. We just thank you for Coach Chelsea's heart for- her intention and willingness to to want to um, help grow your kingdom through these leaders uh, who are willing to serve at various levels with various groups um, and allowing their light to shine uh, to young people, to their family, their friends. Um, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to engage with her today. Um, to have her speak life over me, um, Mason, and just so many other people. I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled by this opportunity. I'm thankful that you provided this opportunity. I pray for uh, Coach Chelsea and her family and Hendricks and, and all those that love and care for her. Lord, that you continue to keep her safe and protected. She continues to strive and do the work of sharing your message through your your people lord i just thank you this again for this opportunity i pray that i can continue to stay connected um, to coach chelsea and we thank you for all that she's doing to, um, to share your word um, throughout the sports ecosystem we ask all these things in the name of your son amen amen well, here it is. My favorite line of every podcast. <laughs> Servant leader, Hal Adams, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, every I time honored. I say that, Thank I feel you. like it's just, I just see this front line. I'm telling you, Servant Leaders, it's like, you don't want to run up on it. All right, we loaded, <laughs> armed, and ready to go with the whole arm of God. So, but honestly, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I tell anybody truly, thank you. 
not only servant leader family, but a part of my family. So anything that I can ever do for you, all you got to do is reach out, man. I appreciate that, Coach Chelsea. Same to you. Um, I I can only imagine um, the how blessed the young ladies that you have an opportunity to coach on, wow. how you love up on them. I would love to. Um, you got to do something with your kids. You got to do something with your kids, like interview them or or have somebody interview them. Uh, I'm sure you you loving up on them jokers. I do love them. They are something else. I, I I do love up on them. So say I spoil them too much and that's okay too. But I'm you sure. may be on to something because I know I would probably laugh the whole <laughs> entire time. So you stay yes. tuned because I may yes. I may incorporate you in that. I may need you to be a guest host for that day. I would love, I would uh, love to. I love it, man. Well, go get with Mason, man. I appreciate you so much. We appreciate, appreciate you guys you, for coach. listening. And we're going to see you guys next time. Thank you, Coach Chelsea. God bless you. Thank you, man. God bless you.